Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. to the Wise Men Say preview show. We're back after the international break to preview a massive League One fixture at home to Ipswich Town on Saturday. I am reunited after a couple of weeks away with Tom Walsh. How are we, Tom? I'm good, Matt. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, you know what's just happened to me, which uh, I know you'll appreciate this because you're a, um, a fan of cooking um mm. i've done one of those things where i've just picked you know like do you like batch cook and then you do stuff and you put it in the freezer and you forget about it so I just yeah, picked so one thing one thing out of it had no idea what it was and it's a nice vegetarian thai curry and i'm absolutely oh, that's awesome. nice. mm. i don't know well uh, the, the the voice there of uh the world's most optimistic man jimmy ray how are we jim <laughs> Feeling ever less optimistic by the week. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying having having that as my tag, but um, even I'm struggling. Um, That's what we like to hear. Trying, well, trying let me clarify: so, struggling, struggling with Sunderland. Uh, everything else is great, but Sunderland at the moment are decidedly less than great. Well, it is a testing period for the world's most optimistic man. I'm actually very happy. There's been since Wally went back. We've been. Uh, it's good. Lacking some walrus sightings, and another walrus has appeared in the northeast. So that's a, a nice thing to see. A big, massive walrus has appeared in sea houses. So I might go and see it instead of going to this match on Saturday. Yeah. Um, just, <laughs> I do like. I do like the fact now that uh, people are getting in touch with us when there's like walrus news. So yeah. um, I'm glad we've. Uh, poisoned everyone else's brains with uh, <laughs> you just gotta wonder where they're all coming from and why they're all coming here like what it must be well, seahouse is quite nice That's yeah true. so like it, maybe you know it, maybe have... maybe wally told him about it and he's come down yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the lads hey, <laughs> hey, in, hey, in, get in, in the walrus group chat he's just being like he's sending stickers of us in the walrus <laughs> <laughs> Hey, lad, you should oh, get. Lad, you should need to go over Ireland. There's so many of these boats you can just jump on and like destroy, <laughs> and then you get in the paper, and then you see you cause an havoc. Yeah, but um, well, away from walruses, uh, obviously the international break getting in the way of our uh, terrible run of form. <laughs> um, there's been no change in the manager, sadly or not sadly, depending on which way. Which way you feel? Uh, Johnson's still in charge. Um, this does feel like a massive game for him and for everyone on Saturday. Obviously, we'll preview that um, in more detail later in the pod, but it feels like a huge 
game on Saturday. Um, for it can, can go one or two ways. I think if it's a bad start, it's going to be. I think it's going to be difficult to turn uh-huh. that around. Yep. Uh, yeah, big weekend for uh, Lee Johnson. Uh, like you say, Matt, it's one of those where it feels it could be like a, a Wigan under Steve Bruce moment if it doesn't go go yeah. well, or hopefully this time away then maybe he's managed to work a few things out, thought of a different plan, tried to think of some way to stop every cross going in um, yeah it's, it's a bit of a, it's not I'm not feeling great about it shall we say because if uh, we're on the up we're not and it's just like if it goes bad it can turn pretty quickly on Saturday but hopefully it won't well hopefully it won't um, we we mentioned Ipswich there we'll talk about them uh, a little bit now because there's only the game to preview there's nothing to review unfortunately um, so they're in decent nick Ipswich to be fair I was looking at some I was, I've actually done some research this afternoon which is and I, I know I'm actually nah, I'm disappointed nah, it's always myself. dangerous it's what's always this dangerous. about I know. Fun? Well, we needed we needed some filler. So this is because we've uh, been yeah. nominated for an award, isn't it? You're trying to get the final push for the uh, the big gong next week. Ah, oh, the award. So, so you've you've done actual research, which is something I'm totally against on this. Well, I, well, I I am obviously against anything like that. But you know, I thought the panel might be listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was just quite interesting. I was I was I was looking at the. Uh, last 10 games I haven't obviously picked out exact results but the form table the last 10 games Ipswich are 5th and Sunderland are 8th um, Ipswich have won 5 Sunderland have won 5 um, Ipswich have picked up 18 points to our 16 so that's you know fairly fairly similar to 2 points in it um, but when you narrow that to the last 6 it doesn't look so good Where Sunderland are 18th in the form guide in the last mm-hmm. uh, six games, which you know a lot's been, we don't need to say how much our form's been rubbish, but the Ipswich, to be fair, are fifth, um, and they've picked up eleven from their last six. We've picked up six points from our last six games, and that is terrible. Whichever yeah. way you look at it, yeah, and also in that in the last six games, Ipswich have gone away to promotion. I mean, I know Portsmouth aren't really in it this year. But they went to Wickham and leathered them four one, and then they leathered Portsmouth four nil. Four nil, yeah, yeah. They've dished out a few um, bodyings of teams, and it's all about yeah. The last ten games looks a bit even, but it's all about trajectory, and we're on a patented Lee Johnson streak of well, it's kind of like well, five defeats from six or something like that, and yeah well, we're going to yeah in the two wins will have came at the beginning of those last six games yeah so and, and I was classing a, a victory as in um that QPR game which is a pseudo well, it was a draw pseudo victory yeah uh yeah that's not great in terms of form but you know I'm I'm just hoping I don't know what I'm pinning this on because I don't know why a break makes that much of a difference because we've had players playing away in the uh, international break and we've come back from these kind of breaks before and just been as hideous as we were at the beginning of it so mm. um, I'm very interested to see what he does because 
the fans are going to expect us to take the game to Ipswich and they're expecting an actual reaction from those two terrible league games and not the kind of reaction we had against Mansfield and to a certain point Bradford reserves so he needs something and I don't know what it is but no I don't do you know what it is Jim Uh, well I mean no I wish I did but (laughs) I can think of I can think of where where you could start and I think Tom Tom touched on it there I think we have to we have to take the game to them. I heard a stat on, uh, I think it was Sky Sports News or something. Here he is with his stats. Ipswich <laughs> have. I think He's been scored... desperate to read that. It, just because I've done some research. Yeah. This isn't even a stat on Ipswich. This, this one, uh, apparently they've scored more goals in in, in, in the league so for, in any of the EFL so far this season than any other team, I think, oh, bar one. Great. So the, the rate we're conceding uh, goals, um, I think that, that obviously... On the face of it, it should present a cause for concern. But at the same time, I think we are also fairly high up that list in terms of goals over the course of the season as well. I think what Tom touched on there, the fact we need to start fast is is key. Mm. Um, I think we have to we have to show that well, I say we, the players have to show <laughs> that they are to us, the fans, recognising that things have had to change and they are making a concerted effort to do so. I was at the last two league games at Sheffield Wednesday and at Rotherham and it was absolutely, both were absolutely disgraceful performances really I mean I yeah. tried to put a bit of a gloss on it at the time but you know more, it's if anything more annoying now than it was then just given how total any lack of reaction from one to the other there was and then to follow it up with the league games sorry the FA Cup games I should say against Mansfield and then the JPT game or Papa, jo- uh, Papa John's game against Bradford it, it was just no discernible reaction from one game to the other from the previous bad performance and that was what was really worrying because it seemed exactly like what you said Tom a downward trajectory and it seemed like a classic if you like Lee Johnson streak of bad results and I'm sorry but we can't afford a streak of bad results teams who yeah. want to get promoted don't have streaks of bad results generally and if they do uh, let's bear in mind that you know both Hull and Peterborough did have streaks of around five games last season where they didn't win. However, they quickly arrested the streak and started winning again after around about the fifth or sixth game of that streak. So if we are going to put this right, we need to do it pretty damn quick. And I think it can't really go on any further than Ipswich. And yeah. the fast start to that game is essential because although they are good going forward, um, we have one of the highest scorers in the league ourselves. We have some of the highest chance creators in the league. So we need to go at them from minute one. Yeah, that's it. It's like the, the first goal is going to be so crucial because it's yeah. like if you get an if you get an early goal, then the crowds they're kind of, the crowd will kind of forget about the the poor run of form we've been on and be yeah. fully behind them. But if it's one where I don't know if it drags if it drags to like you know sixty seventy minutes, it's not been a goal or worse, we've let them score. Then it's just gonna it's just this cycle. Because yeah. people are getting to the point where I don't think there's kind of a con- con- uh, concerted like um, thought that people want Johnson to go. But if you keep if this keeps going on and the way I don't know, I think the way he talks kind of rubs people the wrong way. And he it's doesn't just, help uh, himself. No, he no. doesn't. I mean, there's some of the things he said about like you know the pressure and and the players not playing in front of large crowds and. And all that this, was, it's that like, was ridiculous. I mean, given, given the fact that he was, you know, the, 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 it was all fine and, fine and well when they were playing and winning in front of the big crowds, you can't always yeah. play, play in the big crowds for losses, especially when the worst performances have been away from home. 
where the big the big crowd wasn't there. It was just yeah. sold out away. The people who paid a lot of money to watch an absolutely turgid game of football. I think so he, the, the fact for him yeah. to come out after those games and say that is is, is disgraceful after two sold out away games in four days. But that's what, what he was really, about there. I've got no idea. Yeah, that was really winds me up about. It's not just it's not just Johnson. It's a it's a trend of Sunderland managers where they're all they're all happy to lap up this like forty thousand strong supporter base when we're winning games. But as soon as there's like a hint of trouble, then it's like, oh well, you know, the expectations are too exactly. high. And it's like, you know, you know, it's not, you know, you got to give us time. When, you know, things aren't done in a and week. We've still only this. lost one home game this season, yeah. so why he's blaming or insinuating against the home crowd is frankly, it makes it's, no sense. <laughs> it literally makes no sense. We've won all of our home games, so we lost the most recent one. So you can't blame the home fans for the downturn in form because only one of those games was at home and it was the Charlton where to be fair it was the best of a, it wasn't a great performance but it was certainly better than the Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday performances yeah yeah it, that's, well I, I went to the um, Bradford game like a loser <laughs> and uh, <laughs> buy, was... you buy a stream of it for a tenner <laughs> did you do that uh, I may have, I may have done that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna out Mick. Mickey lost. Mickey lost it. Well. Yeah. So you both should be so, ashamed. At least we're at least we're both idiots. Anyway. At least I only live five minutes away from the ground. I mean, it's still bad enough going there. I did have a bovel though. That was nice. Yeah, the, can't um, be a bovel. Yeah. Can't be a bovel. Um, it was just it was it was lacking in almost every department. I thought the um, I know it was nearly two weeks ago or whatever, but. It's worth mentioning. It, there was no sort of urgency that they couldn't really string any passes together. Um, and Bradford are not. I mean, he great shakes in League Two, and that wasn't their first team. And he played enough. Johnson. It was a very confused team. I thought he didn't really know what if he was going to play the kids, play the kids. And he kind of picked a team that kind of made a rod for his own back from more it criticism. Was, it was slightly it too was strong to be a stupid. second string, but it was. It was a load of players who were out of form. They picked yeah. the, most of the players. You picked I mean, Gucci left team. back. And... Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you could tell that they didn't really, there obviously wasn't a game plan because it, it seemed to be a lot of, you know, a bit like when you watch Man United and it looks like each player is just trying to play their own way they want to play and nothing really links together. And it was a yeah. bit like that with, with our players, obviously not as good as Man United players, but in the sense that like you had each attacking player wanting to, to just try and do what they were good at and there was no, sort of link between what anyone was trying to do. So you had Diakou trying to make runs, but nobody was playing the ball to him. You had Broadhead trying to make runs, nobody playing the ball to him. But then you had, and there was no link between them. And then you had sort of the the, the midfield were just sort of not really present. I thought that um, it was another poor performance from Luke and I in the midfield that day as well. Um, not to <laughs> not to pile on, on no, Luke or anything, but I mean... He's going to have to start playing well if he wants to stop being criticised. It's, it's one or the other because he, you know, he can't keep turning it in. He's not the only one, but I think he does. He did stand out in that game again for the wrong reasons, as he had done in the previous games I've seen recently. So, and defensively, I think starting uh, was it Kenton Richardson? I think played didn't he? At right, back Benny Moe's Kenton Richardson now. He didn't I actually believe. do anything wrong, but it was just a bit <laughs> random that he was there. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Because like you said, it was really disjointed. Like he barely played any games for us at all, and, and now he, and plays he was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except for like twenty eight days to Spenny. Yeah, like literally, I think the day after that game, which is I just, I just, I just, for for me, that him playing was sort of. Hmm, like we really don't have any fullbacks. <laughs> like we don't. We just like 
we are really quite short, despite what we maybe thought a few weeks ago. A couple of injuries have really the yeah. team, the squad. The hug, the hug injury, yeah. then the human injuries really, really laid bare how weak we actually are at fullback because you know you don't really, you can never have you're never going to have loads of fullbacks in the in a, you know in a, in, a, in a first team squad just because. It notes first team squad ever, ever seems to. But we but didn't have any in that exactly. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And, and the reason for that is that the injuries to two key fullbacks being human Huggins. It just shows that we really did maybe need one more in, and we're probably going to have to get one more in coming into coming into January because we can't. I mean, you know, Winchester. Much as I hate to say it, because man, do I love him, but he 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 has dropped off a bit himself in his in his performance as a right back, and I really don't think we need to be relying on on him and midfielder playing. Uh, there is another midfielder who could play there, but apparently he, he, he's not he allowed to. Yeah, he's, he's not, not allowed, allowed to. Angle doesn't want to. And you have to. Clearly, you have clearly you have clear what he wants. He gets. So it you means have to that rearrange have... the whole team. So he, so he doesn't his... play in the full. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> but, really um, that's really so good management, good. in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> but it, it just it just speaks to the fact that yeah, Matt, like you say, it, it has. Despite what what we thought, even 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 the optimists were. Sorry, I would say even the pessimists were were fairly confident we had a, had a decent depth of squad by the end, albeit with caveats that maybe of the, the youth and stuff. But I think yeah, you're right. The uh, the fullback is is looking a bit weak. And spending most Kenton Richardson playing kind of <laughs> says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> Damn, well, yeah, it does. Uh, I think one um, not to be all doom and gloom. Um, one, right, go on. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, who else was rubbish? No, uh, the the um the a uh, broadhead, nursing broadhead. He looked really sharp in that game. Great he goal, took, great he, goal. He took the goal really well. Um, he's just his movement. It was clearly on there. He took him off straight after the goal, I think. Um, and thus ending any chances of us winning the game. And <laughs> but uh, I think that looked like it was always the plan. Is give him sort of an hour. Um, but he 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 looked really good and really sharp. Um, and I will. We'll talk about the team soon, but that was at least something to maybe cling on to. And he's returning after definitely. quite a while out. Um, he was definitely nice a standout. He stand out good performances from him by a mile. Great goal. Wasn't against him being taken off, given that if he got injured again, having having scored that goal, it really yeah. would have been would have been annoying. But uh, but yeah, you're right. I think he is the positive to cling on to from that game certainly. Definitely. Um, I've got a bullet point here just before we take a break. That um, Paul Cook, I've made a, a note saying Paul Cook's voice. The manager we Cook. should have had. We managed uh, a, a good man. A good man. A good man doing his best. And he has got a great voice. He changes pitch. He has two voices. Um, yeah. He, he's, yeah. He, has sort of ang- ang- he has like angry scouts voice, which, uh, which living in Liverpool, I do have a certain. Uh, Certain soft spot for the angry scouts voice, and he's a great uh, he's a great proponent of it. And then uh, the way he just changes changes completely well, mid interview sometimes is great. It sort of changes for no reason. So yeah, <laughs> there's no like emotional uh, yeah. like handbrake turn. He's just talking talking normally about something, <laughs> and then he doesn't get riled or he doesn't get like <laughs> emotional about something, but he just changes. And it's it just, if if just you've not heard it, game. just like. They're all on YouTube about Paul Cook's yeah. voice, and it's really amazing how it works. Because I don't... it's quite incredible. I've never heard it's, like, like um, it. it's like a like a toy you get as a kid that you'd sort of like squeeze <laughs> and it would talk, and it's like one of them, but it's broken. Yeah, and yeah. it wears out eventually. <laughs> yeah, the batteries are going. 
Yeah. So it'll only sing half the song in that voice, and then it'll sound like. <laughs> One day he's just going to start like sort of yeah. down, maybe. <laughs> someone squeeze my foot because I'm running out of voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else about Ipswich? I think Tom's got something to say about Ipswich. Oh yeah, like not only are they <laughs> sponsored by Ed Sheeran, which is tragic enough. But I was looking. I was I was doing a bit of research as well. From you months. slammed my research. I mean, well, it deserves to be slammed. Um, it wasn't very I, good, was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> anyway, and I was looking through uh, the like squad to see if there was any like hilarious player there. And to be honest, they just all look like kind of normal League One footballers. Until I scrolled down the forwards, and number seventeen in the position honorary is Ed Sheeran. So oh, he's got, no. been given his own squad number and also his own spot on the uh, 2021-22 Ipswich Town FC um, season Wikipedia. He'd probably place. get a spot on our benches thing stand anyway, wouldn't he, Ed Sheeran? So I mean, it's it's. Well, I, hope he's, I, hope, I hope the I hope the role is open to switching sides uh, if needs. No, because he's terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. Uh, he's, he's also. Playing... I'm like inexplicably like two years older than him that I only found out. Yeah, it's, insane, well. isn't it? it's, hor- it's horrible how young he is. Terrible. Well, he is, then, of, he is, of course, uh, playing at the stadium of light in uh, June. I'm not. I'm not plugging his gig. He can <laughs> do that himself. Well, he, Jim's, he, saying, he, just, Jim's saying he get a game. Well, he kind of is. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're not exactly we're not exactly got a lot of options. I mean, I mean, I'm no fan of Sheeran himself, anyway. But you know, maybe um, maybe he can do a bit of fun. Who knows? I just maybe he just... plays right back. Maybe he can. Maybe he can play left back. No. Maybe, maybe he's willing to play wherever the manager tells him. Some of our players You're just thinking out loud now. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got. They've also got Joe Piggott, which I could do my joke. Yeah. But I'll, I'll do my joke do later. Joke. No, no, I'll okay. do my joke later. I'll do it more, right. more naturally, yeah. Right, let's do that. Well, while, while Tom practices and laughs at his own joke, uh, we'll, take a, <laughs> we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. We'll look at, I don't know, some team news, I guess. <laughs> The Wise Men Say podcast is brought to you in association with From the Terraces. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the discount code WMS10 at the checkout stage. While you do that, check out the From the Terraces podcast presented by Matt Keeling and Rory Fallow, available from your usual podcast platform. For more information, just search for From the Terraces. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then after we go two on behind, probably have the best spell in the game that we have, create probably three or four clear-cut chances. They have to score. And unfortunately for us, we didn't. You know, and when you give goals away, it puts pressure on you the other end. And we're always searching to repeat that Portsmouth performance. And unfortunately today, we couldn't do it. We're there. You know, I'm not going to start saying some of the stuff that I might want to say or I've said in the dressing room. Because to be a, a good team, you've got to manage the moments that go against you. And at the minute, we're having difficulty doing that. 
Welcome back to the Wise Men Say Preview Show. We will look at some team news for Saturday. Well, I say team news that kind of isn't any really because there's not really been a, a press conference I'm aware of, but there were some players featuring in the international break. Corey Evans came on as a substitute for Northern Ireland against Italy on Tuesday, Monday night, I think. So he will now, of course, be injured for the next three or four weeks. Um, well, do Northern Ireland have any playoffs? Because if he is, then... No, no because sadly. Uh, no, no. Oh, right, OK. I was going to say, because if that was the case, then he probably won't be fit again until March. Well, he'll be fit, because you'd think they'll probably play friendly, because it'll be yeah. in the national so, so we probably won't see until then. Against, like, Qatar or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which will be inexplicably played in, it, like, Loftus Road or something. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> Uh, Tom Flanagan played the full 90 minutes in that 0-0 draw, though, and uh, by all accounts, it yeah. looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's nice, isn't it? In a back oh, three. Yeah. I mean, it? to be fair, to be fair, he has looked good for most of the season for us as well. Um, yeah, he's been all right, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, not playing against the level of play, but I think it does kind of show that he obviously does have it in there if if he is playing in a system with other players who, you know, with a, with a plan, it was, you know, the way, you know, I didn't watch all of the game, I did watch a bit of it, but Obviously, when Northern Ireland are playing Italy, they're going to be playing a very specific way, i.e. defensively with the game plan. And I think that yeah. does play to Flanagan's strengths. Um, I think he marshals, you know, he marshals defence as well. I mean, we, I've, we've heard him, uh, you know, in away games and stuff, he, he, he is very good vocally um, on the pitch. And um, I think that, again, speaks to his strengths too. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been the most uh, consistent defender we've had this season. He's uh, he's he has come in like obviously before this bad run started. He's I think he's the one defender we've got that you can properly hang your hat on. And he's like yeah. it, it, when he's fit, he always has to play. And hopefully we can he can carry on this scintillating form of you know nutmegging what was his name Chiesa on uh, yeah. on Monday yeah. and then carry it on to nutmegging I don't know Joe Piggott. So, What's that other guy called? Um, the angry Norwood, James Norwood, the uh, James striker. Norwood, yeah. yeah, he's there with the striker. James Norwood is uh, on the transfer list and training with their under 23s. Oh, right. Macaulay Bomb is their top scorer on loan oh. from QPR. He has 11 goals. Oh, there you are, eh? Who'd have thought it? One more than Ross Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, well, speaking of him, he appears to be fit. Well, I, I, I've not heard that he isn't. He, he, <laughs> I really he, hope so. No, you, I because, saw well, he's missed the he missed the last two, didn't he? I know he, there were cup games, but there was probably he's got niggling, I think he's got some kind of niggling shoulder injury. He was think. training. He was training today because they did a video on on Instagram. I think it wasn't. It showed like some striker training, and uh, he was he was featured on that, and he was running and stuff. So well, what he was in that was that just one on one training, I guess, because <laughs> yeah, he don't have any. Of there's those. actually no. There was no. There was, there was yeah. There was no goalkeeper involved in the training, so it's quite easy to score. It <laughs> well, um, yeah. Well, hopefully he is fit because well, if he isn't, <laughs> God help us. I want. I want to see. I want to see him and Broadhead together. Personally, I think. I think the time has come for. For that to happen, I think uh, maybe a change in formation, a bit three-five-two, something along those lines. Well, it worked, two up front. worked against Cheltenham, but it was against Cheltenham. Yeah, they were really good. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think the system is tired, isn't it? The system we've been playing. I think the, the results against Rotherham and Chef Wed has been worked out. Even Johnson in his in his 
sort of post-match soul searching sort of hints on the fact he's worried teams yeah. have worked us out as well. So don't why not say that. Don't well, say exactly, that. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh yeah. Well, that is basically. He's basically coming out and he's going, well, that's it then. I don't know yeah, what to do now. But in, yeah. in, in fairness, you're right. When Broadhead um, played centrally with Stewart against Chaplin, despite Chaplin being garbage, yeah. we did look really good. Because like, they complement each other. They're not the same type of player, right. are they? So it's not like they're going yeah. to be in each other's positions. You know, sometimes you play... To, you know, when Steve Bruce used to play loads of strikers at the same time, they're just getting each other's way. But yeah, I think, but I think, just play like four or like, or like James Wall and Lewis Graben were getting each other's way as well under Coleman. But I think that with, uh, sorry, under under Grayson, I say, but I think with them, um, with these two, because they because they because they don't play in the same way, I think they can complement each other, like you said against Cheltenham. And I think also Broadhead is clearly a really good player, and I'm not sure we can have a player of his. Excellent. Yeah, we. I'm not sure we can justify having a player of his ability not playing. And Stewart's goal record this so far this term has been great as well. So you kind of can't really not play him either. So let's just do the obvious thing and, and give them both a go together. Um, mm. Doesn't mean we're sacrificing too much because let's be honest, we can get width. Sirkin, particularly from, from left wing back, can provide width down the left if we did play some kind of wing back formation. I think possibly Winchester may be more comfortable there a bit further forward too because he does get forward well from right back. You know, he scored a goal. He does. He does get. He's got a couple of assists as well. So I, I don't know. It might suit the players we've got. I think defensively, it takes the pressure off Doyle if he's part of a three rather than part of a two as well. If he is struggling a bit, it just means we need a bit of we need real ability in the middle. So I think obviously Dan Neal would be there, and then of course he's gonna he's gonna play he's gonna play O'Neill at nine. He's gonna play O nine and Neal in the middle again. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Most likely in yeah, terms honest. of just sorry, Tom. No, no, it's all right. Go on. <laughs> Forget it. No, um, no, no. Yeah. I'd, I'd finish my thought. It's fine. Oh, um, just touched on the centre half. So if we played three, Burley Wright. I know I'm not the biggest his biggest fan, but he looks a lot. He's looked in the games he's played for us. He's looked a lot better as part of a three. Just in the middle of a three, because then he doesn't have to do much. He doesn't he have can to just move. win balls in the air, which is his strength. He, you know, he can he can position everybody else. He doesn't. He's not going to get beaten for paces often, is he? If he's, but you know, because then the issue with him playing is in a two is that he, he physically can't move, and that exactly. is when it, yeah. <laughs> so like that is for someone who's younger than myself is quite annoying. Um, the, yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, he, he looks like he should be about thirty-five, but he's not. He's not even thirty. He plays he? like he's thirty-five. <laughs> plays like he's forty-five. Yeah. The, um, yeah, when McGee, he's obviously back as well um, from his uh, stupid suspension. <laughs> I think it was back. Yeah, it was he back for the cup games? But he's going to be a bloody feast. No, we, you can't really no. risk him, don't we? Yeah. We risk him to make he another is, stupid, stupid challenge. challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Gooch, you know, he, he seems very out of touch for me. Um, he's been out for a while. He did, yeah, he he did do well at the start, about, didn't he? But yeah, he's not... he did all right. But playing him at left back isn't going to help. No, so, not. I'm not sure what... Uh, I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be starting with with Gooch personally or Diaku. Who for me, uh, he should be. Uh, Diaku's got to be an impact sub now. Yeah, he, 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 he's going to need more time. I mean, he's he's he's, he's mm. scored a couple of good goals, but he's not other. He's not where we need him to be to start games. Yeah, I mean, he I'm not, was. Um, but the the goal the goals yeah. he scored is kind of what Gareth was saying a few weeks ago. He scored goals. He scored the fifth against Cheltenham and the fourth against mm. Crew. Two. Yeah. 
abysmal sides, and he's yeah. come on. <laughs> I mean, fair play, yeah. He's back, he's he was back all right against goals. QPR for a bit. To be fair, he didn't score, but he looked, he's lively. I, I think he. I think for me, I don't want to. I don't want to be one of them Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that can be trained out of him. I think he's obviously got ability with the finishes he's got. He's obviously lively, but I think yeah, he needs he needs to learn how to use the ball better. And I think I think sometimes he doesn't look after the ball like he should. And he obviously. You can tell he hasn't played a lot of first-team football. Um, so I think we shouldn't be starting him. But definitely, as he gets more experience, I think he has got the tools. It's just using them in the right way. Um, I'd far rather have him, who is game, albeit a bit sort of like up and down with his ability, than somebody who just looks like they don't give a crap, which he certainly doesn't do that. Whereas we have had plenty of those type of players before, haven't we, where they come on and they don't even try. Mm. At least he's trying stuff, even if he's not coming off. But he's very good. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think the jury's out on that. He's not very good right now, but I think I think he I think he's got quite a high ceiling. To be fair, we hope, mm-hmm. and maybe that's me yeah. being too optimistic. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. Um, yeah, well, I, would, I personally wouldn't be playing. Wouldn't be playing him. Um, so you have. I was going to say across that front three, if you're having McGeady back in, Stewart up front, and you want to play. Are you playing Broadhead as in like the kind of 10 role behind Stuart and then you got well, a, a space free on the right? I don't think you'll play yeah. them both unless he changes the formation personally. Well, if you played mm. if you played the 3-5-2 um, and played Broadhead and put with Stuart, uh, we haven't touched them, but really, he, he played against um, Bradford. Um, he ended up going out wide again. He wasn't really in the game that much. He's sort of he has dropped off a little bit, which you, you might expect. Um, I guess. I, I guess. I don't know if we should read too much into that Bradford game because I don't know if you're no, going to question the motivation of like the players. Because I don't know. No one seemed to care about it. Nobody was there. Well, it was and, literally pointless. And no, it was a pointless game, and no one gained anything by winning or losing that game. So I don't know. I don't know if the, just the motivation wasn't there. Mm. I mean, there's yeah, no ex- there's no excuse for the Mansfield game because that was atrocious and like pathetic but also very predictable so yeah so it's this is the this is the thing we're going into the this massive game on saturday off the back of two kind of like lackluster performances and now you're supposed to like right switch it back on now this yeah. is these well, are the that's kind of matter. why like with the bradford game although it didn't matter in any discernible way for value for the team, I think given how we played, you'd have, you'd have hoped some of the players might want to put in a good performance, just like to, and the manager try and get something out of them, just to kind of show that they are, they are trying. Um, sadly, that didn't happen. So you're right. I think we are. We're going to have to see a massive uptick for, in every department. Um, yeah. Having had two weeks of not playing, um, I don't know. It's, sometimes the, the breaks never seem. The, the breaks can help teams. They never seem to help us, either when we're doing well or when we're not. But some teams do seem to use them to. To be to like mark a line in the sand and come back stronger after, and I really think it's time we start. We, well, we we need to do that basically. So yeah, well, we have to, or he'll get sacked. So, <laughs> yeah, it's usually yeah. teams that get promoted, and we aren't one of those teams. Well, so. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's so. the thing. If he if we don't win on Saturday, then yeah, the pressure's turned right up again. Like, if we don't win on if we, if we don't win on Saturday, he, they should sack him. Yeah, yeah, they should. I think I think unless it's one of them rare games where we absolutely batter them. We, Stop making some, excuses for him before. We I'm not, 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 not making excuses for him, but I, I'd agree that he needs to go if we don't win, unless it's unless we play really well and don't win. But I, I think can't he, see how that would happen. I think yeah, he could. I, I think he could. If we, play, if we play well, we if we play well, we'll win, right? 
because yeah. we have we have this level very good players so I can't see how that would happen so yes I think you're probably right if... yeah the thing is like I think he could scrape by another week with a draw but and also the games that are coming up like after this they've got like quite favourable like fixtures yeah. Shrewsbury on Tuesday haven't we Shrewsbury on Tuesday Cambridge. and then Cambridge away but again it's just like we got we've been beat the last two times we went to Shrewsbury so that's yeah. not really a gimme and then Cambridge no. well Cambridge these newly promoted team and you know this is the probably the biggest game they've had for a while in, in the league they yeah. probably have some fancy cup games or whatever so yeah they're no two they're no gimmies well so their players are going to be well up for that aren't they like well of like, course like, yeah it's like big big old Sunderland are coming into town with the you know big away allocation and all this so it'd be you know packed house and all that so they're going to be like well if you we can take if we're going to beat Sunderland we've beaten like the biggest team in the league and all that that same yeah. kind of crap that we've had for like the past yeah that's five still years. not going away is it because no. these teams keep getting promoted I, t- I tell you I tell you I did find something funny because um, you know how Derby's got like um, gubbed with a lot of big, big oh, like, 21 uh, point deduction yeah <laughs> so like obviously they're they're done now so they're coming down and uh, so there was some like Derby fan on Twitter and he was like uh, Oh, it's you know we've got all this stuff coming. It's like uh, anyone got any positives about it? And someone replied, a Derby fan replied, it's like, well, there'll be no international breaks, cheaper tickets, under twenty threes coming to their own, clean slate for the new owner, away fans selling out the stadiums, fans more united than ever. And I was just like, I just rep- I replied, I was like, we still have uh, international breaks. Luton charged us twenty eight quid. We were taken yeah. over by some insurance salesmen who had no money. <laughs> And then they sold off any good youth players because they had no money. We hired Phil Parkinson and we lose to Gillingham every year. So it's like, yeah, come on down, boys. This is class. That's so true. You can, well, that, that is the perfect summation of our time in League One there, Tom. That needs to be framed, that does. I think that, that's something. Uh, it's just, it just is what it is, isn't it? It's the Simpsons join us meme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Room for one more. <laughs> Like all Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, just all Portsmouth. these like Portsmouth, all this collection of like teams that were playing each other in the Premier League a few years ago, and it's like let's come and get leathered every week off Gillingham. Well, um, speaking of speaking of teams that have been deducted, by Reading have just been deducted six points. Um, God, everyone wants to come down for the party, don't they? Maybe that was for signing Andy Carroll. What's he done? He's been there a day and they've been <laughs> deducted six points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, signed, he's only signed until January as well, so he's probably only going <laughs> to play. And he's always injured anyway, so is he actually yeah. ever going to play for? EFL looking through the books is like, hang on a minute, you just signed Andy Carroll. On how much? Andy Carroll with his notoriously massive wages and notoriously yeah. poor attendance figures. It's like, how the hell is that going to help? Make just, them any uh, well, let's get a few do- points docked off these lads here. So, yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> yeah. uh, poor Andy Carroll. Um, yeah, right. We'll do some uh, predictions before we go. Uh, Jim, what's the uh, score? We're going to beat. We're going to beat. We're going to beat them two 0 Two 0 scorers. Stewart twice. Okay. All right, Tom. We're going to draw one one. A Ross, uh, Jack Ross special. Mm. Yeah. Scorer. McGeady penalty with like five oh. minutes with five minutes to go. Well, so we one 0 down and then we got yeah, we're so, gonna be so like a Bolton away when he, we were one 0 down and then he dived to win a penalty and scored it. And yeah, it's, that, it was, that, that was Ross's last game. That one. It's going to be one of those uh, 
like terrible afternoons in the ground where even though we have salvaged a point, everyone just goes home fuming. And, and it feels we, like we've lost. Yeah, we might as well have lost because yeah. this, you know nothing is saved. Because I, th- I think <clears> what will happen, we will go out guns blazing the first 15 minutes and then nothing will happen. And then we'll concede and then the cycle begins again. Yeah. But I, again, sadly, I'm a bit of a pessimist, yeah. Well, speaking of which, I... I just can't. The, the last few performances, I know we've just talked about the break and Galvanata. Ipswich look like they're really starting to knit together now. They're starting. They're in decent nick. They've dished out a few thumpings. I just, unfortunately, I just think we're going to lose this. Mm. I, I, I just don't have a good feeling about it at all. I think we'll lose 2 1. Yeah, 2 1. Yeah, I can see that. I can see sort of. Poxic. Something like and it not not so much in it, but a first half goal, and then we we bring it back after half time, and then they take they dig up the end score immediately and yeah. make it two one. I can I don't know I don't mean to be sudden, but I just I, I just don't have a good feeling about this game at all. We've I, I seen really yeah, we, and it's also one of those we've seen this movie before. We've yeah. seen it so yeah. many times. I know that's, that's, that's like watching why, a football factory. That, that weirdly, that weirdly though, is also why I'm I'm thinking we're going to win because it's got to change sometime. This is going to be the time, and I it know how stupid change. that sounds. I mean, I'd like to. In my version off. of Tom's of Tom's early pressure, we do score. Ross Stewart scores after yeah. ten minutes, and then then we keep pushing and we score again, and then we two 0 up at half time, and then we just ride it out comfortably. I know that'll never happen, but that's what I want to happen. So Sunderland don't happen. do things comfortably. When have no. you ever been comfortable? No, I know. Sunderland? I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> it's how many years you've been following them? <laughs> well, I mean, to, well, yeah, exactly. It's never happened so far, but it, doesn't mean, no. it can't happen ever. Yeah. But like you say, you've got to go with your gut in it, and like you say, I'm, I'm a stupidly optimistic man. So that's what I'm. That's well, what one I'm of us will be right anyway. Yeah, yeah. Jim, have you ever predicted us not to win? No, <laughs> I've never gone in. Never gone into a game thinking we won't win. <laughs> no, just say that was ruled out no. straight away. <laughs> no, no. And honestly, never happened. And even in the prem days, I always thought there's some kind of chance. Like, oh, yes, yeah. we are going to beat this Manchester City team. <laughs> to be fair, we did beat them at home like six years in a row. So. Rock, <laughs> yeah, rocking yeah. up to like uh, Chelsea and just like, I think we'll win this 1 0 and then we get beat 7 2. Really fancy. Remember, remember when we lost Remember when we lost to Old Trafford when Barini scored that amazing goal when we were like 3 0 down or something? Yeah, I remember, I remember being then. really optimistic about that game before, before kickoff as well. That, that, game, that game was bullshit as well because like Mikatari's offside. A yeah. scorpion kick oh, was, he like, was so far offside, but he got he got given like goal of the goal yeah. of the season. It wasn't even goal of the match. No, Bruinis was well, and, like, but it was. I felt really sorry for Bruinis because that was probably the best goal he will ever score in his career, and like nobody cared really. Nah, we did for a bit, yeah. but the, even I, our celebration was muted. Yeah, I went off. I went off in that in that season. I really yeah, so like when he yeah, gave same. his shirt to the Borough fan at the Borough away, that I mean that's funny. funny. Come on. Giroud's Giroud's scoring kid was better anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. more handsome man as well. The most handsome man in the world. Well, on that note of the most handsome man in the world, um, all that's left to say is thanks for listening.
ready. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. Wait. That's okay. So that was a very quick piss, that, by the way. It was a very quick... Yeah, it was. Yeah. I'm a quick... I'm a frequent but quick, quick pisser. All right. We won't, we won't publish that, but... We can no, do it. We, won't, but we can if you want to put it on the end. Uh, it's just browsers. That's this pisser in the West. <laughs>